Chapter 9 of The Thief Lord Everybody is small at night. In the middle of the night, while everyone was asleep, Prosper got up. He pulled the blanket over Bo's exposed feet and fished his flashlight from underneath the pillows. Then he put on his jacket and crept past the others. Rusio was tossing and turning in his sleep, and Moscow was holding on tight to his seahorse. One of Bo's kittens was sleeping on Hornet's pillow, its head hidden in her brown hair. Prosper opened the door of the emergency exit and shuddered as the cold air assaulted him. It was a starlit night and the moon shimmered on the canal beneath the movie theater. The houses on the opposite side were dark, except for one window, where a light still shined. Someone else who couldn't sleep. A few broad, worn steps led down to the water. They looked as if they led all the way down to the bottom of the canal, deeper and deeper and into another world. Once he sat by the canal with Bo and Mosca, and Bo had claimed the mermen and mermaids had built those steps. Mosca had asked him how they used them with their slippery fishtails. Prosper smiled as he remembered. He sat down on the topmost step and looked down the moonlit surface of the water. The canal showed the blurred reflections of the houses, just as it had done long before Prosper had been born, before his parents and even his grandparents had been born. Often, as he walked through the city, Prosper ran his fingers along the walls. The stones in Venice felt very different. Everything was different from anything he had known before. Prosper tried not to think about it. He wasn't homesick. He hadn't been for a long time, not even at night. This was his home now. The city had welcomed Bo and him like a great, gentle animal. It had hidden them in the winding alleys and had enchanted them with its exotic sounds and strange smells and had even provided them with friends. Prosper didn't ever want to leave again, never ever. He had grown so used to hearing the water smack and slurp against the wood and stone. But what if they had to run again, just because of that man with the walrus mustache? Prosper and Riccio still hadn't told the others about their pursuer, but they were all in danger for the detective got on to Prosper and Bo's trail, then he would also find the Star Palace and all the others. The others. Mosca, who didn't want to go back to his family because they didn't even miss him. For Ruscio, there was only the child's home. Hornet, who never told them anything about her old life because it just made her too sad. And Scipio. Prosper shivered. He wrapped his arms around his knees. What if the detective also got onto the trail of the thief lord while he watched for Prosper and Bo? A fine thank you that would be to Scipio for taking them under his wing. On the wet steps lay a torn Vaporetto ticket. Prosper let it flutter down onto the canal and watched it drift out of sight. It's no good. I have to tell them about the detective. But how could he do that without Bo finding out? 
Beau, who felt safe and who believed that Esther would never follow them to Venice, because that's what his big brother had told him. A shadow moved behind the lit window in the house opposite. Then the light went off. Prosper got up, the stone steps were cold and wet, and he was freezing. He would tell the others about the walrus mustache right now while Bo was still asleep. Perhaps then Scipio would forget about Barbarossa's offer. But maybe, Prosper barely bear the thought, maybe Scipio would send him and Bo away. And what then? Prosper returned to the movie theater with a heavy heart. Hornet, wake up. Prosper shook her very gently by the shoulder. But Hornet shot up so fast that the kitten rolled off her pillow like a ball. What is it? She mumbled, rubbing sleep out of her eyes. Nothing. I just have to tell you all something. In the middle of the night? Yes. Prosper went to wake Mosca, but Hornet held him back. Wait, tell me first before you wake the others. Prosper looked across at Mosca, who had crawled so deep into his blanket that only his short, frizzy hair could be seen. Okay, Riccio knows all about it anyway. They sat down next to the others on folding seats, two blankets wrapped around their shoulders. The movie theater's heating, just like the lights, didn't work, and the heaters that Scipio had brought them did little to drive the cold away from the large auditorium. Hornet lit two candles. So, she asked, giving Prosper an expectant look. When Rizzio and I were walking back from Barbarossa's, Prosper tucked his chin under the blankets, I bumped into a man. First, he just stared at me in a strange way, but then he started following me. We gave him the slip and ran toward the Grand Canal and took a vaporetto to the opposite side to get away. But Riccio recognized him. He says the man is a detective, and it looks like he's after me, after me and Bo. A real detective? Hornet shook her head in disbelief. And Riccio, sure? Prosper nodded. Yes, but perhaps it's Riccio he's after. You know, he can't stop stealing things. No, Prosper sighed and looked up toward the ceiling, where the darkness hung over them like a black cloud. He was after me. The way he looked at me, he's going to find us, and my aunt and uncle will probably put me into a boarding school, and I'll get to see Bo only once a month, or during the summer and at Christmas. He felt a sudden wave of sickness clawing his stomach. He closed his eyes as if he could keep his fears out of his head that way. But of course, it didn't work. That's nonsense. How is he going to find you here? Hornet put a con comforting hand on Prosper's shoulder. Come on, don't drive yourself crazy. Prosper buried his face in his hands. From the back of the auditorium, Riccio muttered something in his sleep. Prosper pulled himself together. Just don't say anything to Bo, okay? Let him go on believing that we're perfectly safe here. We'll have to tell Mosca and Scipio, though. After all, you could all get into a lot of trouble if that snoop finds us here. No way, Hornet rubbed her nose. 
This is a perfect hiding place. The very best. Oh, rats. I think I've caught another cold. Why can't Scipio still a better heater for a change instead of sugar tongs and silver spoons? Prosper handed his crumpled handkerchief to her and she gratefully blew her nose. Riccio wants to dye Bo's hair and I'm supposed to paint my face black so the snoop won't recognize us, Prosper said. Hornet gave a quiet laugh. I think it'll be enough if I cut your hair really short, but that's a good idea about Bo's hair. We'll just get him that old ladies won't pat his head anymore when his hair is black. Do you think he'll believe that? Well, if he doesn't, then Scipio will just have to tell him that he'll never be a famous thief with blonde hair. Bo would fly if Scipio asked him to. That's true, Prosper smiled, although he did feel a small stab of jealously. Scipio will just love the whole detective business. Hornet shivered and rubbed her arms. He'll probably just be disappointed that the man's not after him. That would be quite an interesting job for a detective, discovering where the thief lord sleeps. Maybe he repels at dawn from the Palazzo Ducali after having spent the night in some cozy dungeon. Does he sleep in the old Piombi prisons where they let the enemies of Venice die from heat and fear or down in the Ponti? Where they let them rot? You see, I've even got a smile out of you. Looking pleased, Hornet got up and tousled Prosper's hair. Tomorrow, you'll get a new hairdo, she said. And now stop worrying about the detective. Prosper nodded. So you don't think, he said hesitantly, that we should leave, Bo and I? Pigeon poop, Hornet shook her head impatiently. Why should you? The police have been looking for Riccio forever. And have we thrown him out? No. And what about Scipio? Doesn't he put us in danger with his ever more crazy raids? Hornet pulled Prosper from his seat. Come on, let's go to sleep, she said. God, the noise Moscow makes with his snoring. Prosper undressed again and crawled underneath the blanket next to Bo. But it took a while before he finally fell asleep. End of chapter 9